0: Fans to the newest episode of the Sea Nest podcast. I'm Nathan Sano, joined as always by the Rogue to my Bard. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing?
1: Uh, I am feeling both uh, vengeful and still.
0: Yeah, usually are. And our very own Fighter. That's right. It's Eric Ronnebeck. Eric, how you doing, buddy?
2: <laughs> Does that make me the tank?
0: Yeah. It's okay. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I, what, what, how would you see yourself? I could. I was gonna make you the cleric because I because you're kind of a holy man.
2: Oh, definitely. You're not. That. You're.
0: You're not vengeful enough to be a paladin. I'll tell you that.
2: No, I do. Well, I am. I am petty, just like every member of this podcast. Every time I, I... petty
0: petty is more like a rogue trait, though. And I already gave it to Kevin. And also, <laughs> I am no the one pettiest. is. More... Kevin is yeah. Kevin is straight up petty white. Petty like, he's the pettiest. For... <laughs>
2: every time I it go to make a build of a character, I look at cleric and I go, "Oh, it's interesting." Nah, I'm gonna go with the fighter. So yeah, it works.
0: Yeah, it's 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 uh it is what it Fighter fighter's pretty fighter the thing about fighter is is that like it used to be so boring and then every they keep just adding cooler and cooler stuff to it to now it's like actually really sweet. Um but anyway, if you start going on do, more
1: hikes, you can be a ranger. Anyway, Nathan
0: ner- said nerd 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 time is over, boys. Uh let's let's get into the, the real deal. So the Seahawks are uh six and four. That's <laughs> Got, got there. Uh we play the Raider. We play the Raiders this week. We keep coming off a bye. And at this point in the season, usually we look uh we look ahead. And I thought at the beginning of the year, I thought, man, at this point in the season, when we get to the bye, we are going to have to talk about the NFL draft. Because that's all there's gonna be to the games won't be that interesting. Like we won't be in that game. We'll be watching college football and we'll be watching the NFL draft. Well, Sometimes you really can have it all, right? Because not only are the games check, interesting it, the rest check. of the season check, but we also own a top five draft pick, <laughs> thanks to this guy. Let's run. And the Denver Broncos. So yeah, I'm uh yeah, you could you truly can't have it all. There's there's really they say they say you can't have your cake and eat it too, but they're wrong.
1: If their cake is <laughs> drafting in the top five and making the playoffs. Then there are and, several and, teams and, that are having. Yeah, as I say,
0: drafting the top five and 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 having the playoffs, we're eat, having the cake, we're eating it too, man. Having the, I think having the cake is the top five draft pick, and eating it is going to the playoffs. And so, yeah, you just we have it all. So we have cake, unlimited cake.
1: <laughs> Looking at the Seahawks <laughs> schedule, cakes
2: unlimited. You know, we looked at everything that you know we we thought we might win. Do we? Do we know like where we think the Broncos are going to finish? Or are we just kind of hoping every week that they continue to tank it and not ESPN's
1: projecting them to finish third uh, in the, with the number three sixty four pick. Like and general. most
0: most projection systems. So if you look, so sixty-four percent according to uh, ESPN what says that they will have a top five pick, nearly a hundred percent in the top ten. Oh, that's so that's. I feel like that's a
2: given. I just there's no way they're not going to fire their coach. After, if they lose this week.
0: No, don't worry. They cut Melvin Gordon. Everything's going to get better now.
1: So That was the problem. Broncos remaining schedule. They have a. Uh, Zero wins on the schedule. It's bad. At Panthers. That's their toss quote up. unquote easiest game. Yeah. At, still toss up. at Ravens. Yikes. Uh, they get the Chiefs at home. Double yikes. They get the Cardinals at home. Congratulations
2: on a big win, Broncos. Uh, at Rams, let's ride. At Rams, that's a toss up. Probably a win, but a toss up. At Chiefs, they have both Chiefs games still
1: left. R- <laughs> they still have to play the Chiefs. R.I.P. Choice. times two. <laughs> and Yikes. then they have the Chargers at home. I
2: just pray the Chargers have something to play
1: for. So I think, like at best, realistic wins, they could beat Carolina. They could beat the Cardinals. They could beat the Rams. And they'll probably lose the other four games. That's that's not good.
0: DVOA is not super far from ESPN either. Two point five percent chance of having the top pick, top five pick at thirty seven percent. So, and then uh, yeah. So the t- the teams that that DVOA thinks are worse than Denver, Houston, Carolina, Chicago, Las Vegas, Jacksonville, and the Rams. It's
1: a top five so, and a top ten <laughs> pick for Russell Wilson. So, so oh, so, so by it's the looking way, plus a bunch of other stuff.
0: It's looking yeah, it's looking like I don't even if you just did the players, no picks, just Shelby Harris and Noah Fant for Russell Wilson is probably not that that bad of a trade right now. Yikes! Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it is what it is. I I've, I've been just like quote tweeting a few a few uh, few tweets here and there, just just kind of getting my uh, my jabs in. So this week I went on and I found one where the guy said, uh, let's see. He said, oh here, wait, should I play the music? Sorry. Please, please, by all means. Who are we kidding? Oh, wait, so he's responding to a tweet. Melvin Gordon, they can laugh now. I seen Pete Carroll. He was doing this little celebrate on the sideline. That's cool. Hopefully, we could meet those boys again, you know, in the Super Bowl, hopefully. The goal is to definitely have the last laugh. They can giggle now. And this is where I came in. He said, who are we kidding? This was their Super Bowl. One of maybe three or four wins total this year for the Seahawks. I can care less. Denver is playing the long game. Chemistry, tackling, adjustments, and turnover ratios. What the Broncos need to improve on as a team and they can. And uh, I went ahead and responded. Just a couple more weeks.
1: Soon. jeez.
0: Um, yeah. And he's he's in this thread just responding to everything too. Just, uh, but this is this from September twenty first. You know, he, he didn't know. He said four wins doesn't get either one. We're gonna need to tank to two wins. He he just was in this thread uh, to play the long games. You gotta play games, not just a game. Two pumbles at the one, or we would have won easy. Uh, yeah, so just I'm he, Melvin
2: Gordon just... did have some nice goal line fumbles, but, uh, Russell Wilson was also not leading his team down the field in
1: most drives. Well, and they like, said they got the, uh, they got handcuffed, Gino. Gino had not reached his full true form yet.
0: Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, this is, okay. Oh, I do one bad. more thing. It's bad. Uh, it's bad for the Broncos. So we're They're doing, not good. We're
1: doing draft pick watch for the Broncos. The other thing we're watching is will Russell Wilson's touchdown total, uh, get over the total number of bathrooms in his house
0: yeah that guy on TikTok. he started in week he started in week one and i'm sure he did not expect to have to still be making those TikToks. and now we're at week 11 and yeah he's, he's i don't think russ is gonna make it it's dark yeah i mean the carolina panthers have gone through what like three quarterbacks been the time that russell wilson has taken to get to nine touchdowns it's 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 rough times the darnold is back this week boys the Darnold oh,
2: thank is goodness.
0: back. So okay, uh, <laughs> oh, hey, I just remember those. I remember those Darnold truthers on Jet Sports. So anyway, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a little fun uh, like drafting stuff. We're gonna talk a little bit about some of our favorite prospects. We're gonna do a two round mock draft. Oh Woo. boy, you guys ready? So do you want to start? What should we start with? Do you want to start with the mock draft, or do you want to talk a little bit about the players at positions? I say we start with the mock. Let's just. So let's, let's get some let's meat see on that which bone. let players
1: get into the mock, and then we can figure out who we have to talk about from there.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. All right, so we're, Seahawks right now are picking at 5, 21, 36, and 52 Okay, in this mock draft. We're not going to trade. We're not going to play all those games like we do in the offseason. We're just going to go straight, and we're just going to talk about some of the players that are available. So let's talk about the quarterbacks at the top of the draft, Kevin. Um, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, Bryce Young uh do you do you love any of these guys are you are you in love with those those guys that are the top of the board uh, quarterbacks everyone is so uh goo goo gaga over
1: i think there's something to really like about all three of them and i think there's something to be really really worried about with all three of them
0: oh, okay i was i was gonna say at this point i've been watching them a lot because you know that it matters a lot for this podcast. And I would say I do not love any of these guys. I'm in like with all of them. I think I like Stroud the best. If you put a gun to my head and tell me to pick one of those three guys, I'm picking CJ Stroud. But it is not my favorite. <laughs> I'm making I'm making that choice under duress. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not like super pumped about it or anything. My
1: hesitation is that I think if I was to pick the one that I think has the highest NFL upside, mm-hmm. it's Bryce Young. But Bryce Young is very, very, very small and small and he, enough where Bryce injuries young, are a significant concern. And young has been in
0: that Alabama weight room for three years and he weighs like 130 pounds. Like, I, I don't I don't understand how this guy stays. He's
1: tiny. He is like, I thought kind Kylo- like of a somewhat thick corner.
0: This guy, mm. Mur- this guy makes Kyler Murray. This guy makes Kyler Murray look like Puna Ford. Like I, I don't. I, like <laughs> at <least> like taller. <laughs> he's not. Because the thing the thing about Kyler is 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 Kyler is stocky. You know, like there's some there's some meat on the bone there. Whereas like Bryce Young, I look at him and I'm like, dude, this guy is tiny. Like I feel like I could th- I could if I can trust Bryce Young as far as I could throw him, I could trust him a lot. Like <laughs>
1: that,
0: that's that's all, that's all I'm trying to say. Uh, Will Will Levis is. Uh, I don't know. I'm 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 out. But I, if like I've said this before, if Pete and, and John decide they love a guy and they go for them, I'm going to be on board because they they have they have like the their quarterback whispers at this point.
1: Yeah, Will Levis has a plus arm talent and like F minus decision making and a lot of footwork questions.
0: F minus, like, like he has like A plus mentality, but F minus mentality at the same time. I don't know any other way to explain it. Like he's just, he's like so smart, but so dumb. Eric, have you watched any of these guys this year? Are you watching any college ball? These three kind of big name quarterbacks that have been out there. No,
2: guys. If you listen to all my college football know how, it's this is the first game of the season this Thursday or Friday. Thursday, whenever the Apple Cup is, boys. Um, That's when the season starts. Yeah, right, and uh, nice. then it wraps up in the final game of the season when I watched two bowl games.
0: Apple Cup should be pretty fun because WSU starting to play better, and and UW is good. So and it's in Pullman, right? It's always yeah, fun so when stakes. So be chilly. so it should be should be fun because both teams are are, are playing pretty <laughs> good right now. So guess what, Kevin? Doesn't matter if you like any of those guys; they're all off the board by five. Uh, no,
1: they're
0: not. <laughs> yeah, they are. Bryce Young went one to the Texans. Stroud went two to the Panthers, and Will Levis went four to
1: I'm super excited then because that means that we have a lead defensive talent ready for us. Uh, Yeah. Okay. I think I know who Kevin likes.
0: So if we could pick, if you could pick any defensive player off the board, who's your number one? Who's your, who's your, like, who's your number one guy?
1: So I have a really hard time between a couple of players. Um, I think Will Anderson is an elite athlete.
0: I have two guys only. He is
1: crazy explosive. Um, He has really good bend, he's really physical as a pass rusher, he's really physical in the run game, Um, his speed to power transition is good, he's super active, and he's like a really proactive player, but as a result, you kind of never see him do any read and react work, and I don't really know what he looks like in an NFL defense, because he basically is just, I don't know if he has um, like gap integrity and lane discipline, because he's always just making freak plays. Alabama isn't an NFL defense, Kevin.
0: He here's, here's my thing That's about Will joke. Anderson Jr. is that he's 243 pounds, and I have literally zero questions about strength. It's that like, is great. His, <laughs> his play strength is his play strength is absolutely absurd. I I I don't think there's any chance Will Anderson doesn't make it. His bench press number
1: is just a picture of Zeus.
0: His his he's going to make it. Will Anderson's gonna make it. I'm not worried about that. But Jalen Carter. Gives gives me very real pause.
1: And that guy is such a good fit on a. That guy is the truth. End. Thank
0: you. Yeah, it's that defensive tackle we've been talking about for a couple of years. Yeah, you, that you see what you six three three hundred. I mean, he's he was limited, but everything he does on the field is just he's awesome. Well, he's, he's going to so come good. in
1: and immediately be a plus run defender just because of his size, athleticism, and his ability to like uh, set an edge. And then mm-hmm. as his pass rush skills improve, he can be like he could be like a Chris Jones kind of player like that very, level the, of interior pass rusher.
0: Very much a, a situation like with the guy with um, with Jacksonville Walker, just a yeah, t- a freak athlete that could play inside or 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 end in a three, uh, four. That's just going to be dominant in the run game from game one and will continue to improve as a pass rusher. I think he's going to end the season with like four or five sacks, which will double his number from last year, which was two. Yeah. Jalen Carter's awesome. I Guess what? They made the choice for us, for us, though, Kevin. Will Anderson came off the board at three to the Bears. We take Jalen Carter, defensive interior player from Georgia at 21 now. So after taking an interior defensive player, where what's our philosophy, Eric? You're, what are you thinking? is Where are the holes for the Seahawks?
2: I mean, at this – I think that any any player they go for is gonna be best available. I don't think they're gonna go for holes only because at this rate, what you wanna get a running back? Is there gonna be a running back available? You wanna get another younger receiver because Tyler Lockett is getting younger. Is there I'm sorry, getting older. Is there a quarterback at this time younger. of the draft? Yeah, exactly. Is there is there a quarterback that we would want to take that late that maybe the Seahawks have fallen in love with? Um, Is there a guard? Is there a guard available? I feel like the Seahawks could go anywhere.
0: Maybe maybe a center that isn't 40 years old. All right. So let's talk. Let's start with the quarterbacks. Um, Is there end of first round quarterbacks that interest you, Kevin, that you think are are interesting prospects that that could 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 uh, entice the Seahawks to maybe move away from Geno or bust? Uh, at that point
1: so the only end of first round prospect that i really see getting a lot of play is tanner mckee especially with hendon hooker tearing his acl um
0: yeah i was gonna say hendon hooker i think worked his way into the conversation till he got hurt and then everyone else has played their way out of the conversation Van dyke and uh all those other guys mckee mckee has the advantage of like his offense is so bad that you know he can't really play his way out of the, the top of the second round end of the first round. But that being and said, he, his
1: complete he looks lack of mobility and his, like, he, he really is a statue in a way that you uh-huh. really can't afford to be in the modern NFL. And I wonder if it's going to be one of those things where his offensive line is bad enough that you can blame the offensive line, but at a certain point, there are opportunities he has to kind of move and make a play happen, and I don't see him doing it. Like, I don't know if he has NFL movement skills within the pocket.
0: Yeah, and and that's 60% and 60% completion percentage this year is concerning. I I would love to like to see it higher than that. I think he's a good football player. I do think that if there's a guy you made me bet my life on being good relative to his draft position. I'd probably been on Tanner McKee, but I mean, he went 13th in this PFF mock we're doing. That's just ridiculous. No if he goes, if he goes 13th, I'm, I'm way out. I'm, I'm like, I could not get further out. Um, so let's have that conversation. Eric, you mentioned running back as a potential position that the Seahawks could go, despite the fact that we have Ken Walker. Why, is that? Do you think that this is a position that the Seahawks need to injury proof or, or uh, what, why would you, why would you still be looking at RBs? Why? What do you think of Arby's, buddy? Well, it's
2: because of the sauce, the horsey sauce. That that slightly spicy mayonnaise that gives you a stomachache in your 40s. Ooh, so good. Uh, It's the modern NFL. It's that simple. I mean, we have Kenneth Walker III. Now, going back a couple years ago, do you remember when all we had was Travis Homer, but we had like three other guys on the roster? Usually, you're not seeing one back pounding it all the time. You have kind of a change of pace back, two different styles. Um, if you want to keep up, and I think somewhat injury the position, yeah, a running back is not a bad idea.
0: So normally I'd say, like, don't go running back at 21. For the under, record, I don't under, want to go record. I don't want to go under, back in the first round. Under <laughs> any circumstances. And then I would say, especially don't go running back at 21 under any circumstances if you currently have Ken Walker on your roster. But... <laughs> Kevin knew this was coming.
1: But Bijan Robinson might also be the but, best slot receiver in the draft.
0: Bijan Robinson is the best, one of the most it is the best tape watch in the whole, in the whole draft this year. Uh, even more fun than some of the these guys. There's some, there's some fun tape watches in this draft, and he is easily the, the most fun. Um, absolute absurd football player. People say stuff like, you should never draft a running back in the first round, or if this There's a reason guy like Christian McCaffrey can go in the top 10 and I think completely justify the draft position and B Sean Robinson is going to go in the top 10. I don't care that this mock, he hasn't been picked yet. We're at 21. We could pick him right now. He's got, he's not going to be available at 21. He's just not, he's too good at football. Not only is he good at the part of the, of running back where you run the ball, he's very good at catching the ball. Um, He's straight up making one handed catches out there running tight routes there's very few players on the f- football field that can do as much as B. Jan Robinson. Uh, this guy will be a star in the
1: NFL. I mean, imagine mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey when he came out being an inch taller and 15 pounds heavier of good muscle. So basically uh, Christian McCaffrey, you're less worried about injuries on.
0: And another thing too, to think about is that defenses are playing too high. Um, what, how do you beat too high? You can run delayed handoffs. You can run some nice circle routes to your running back. Guess what this guy does. He feet, he eats. If you do that, this is the guy, this is the guy you want to be doing that with. There's no one else. He has 56 broken tackles already this year. That's for that's first in the nation. If you were, uh, if you were una- unaware, I mean the second best running back in this class, what is like Blake Corum and he's very good. I would not take Blake Corum before the middle of round two. Yeah, I think Blake Corum is about high Ken, round two. About
1: Ken Walker. Good.
0: Bijan Robinson is so much better than Blake Corum. It's, not close. So, I mean, personally, I would just draft Bijan Watson here. I don't even care. Like, I would, if, and I think Pete Carroll would too. I think he'd be like, that guy's a football player. That's my guy. You know, I think they've learned their lesson about forcing a position at this point and just would take the best available player. Here's, here's, the, here's the other side of this coin though. There are great edge defenders and cornerbacks in this draft. Yep. And the Seahawks have, as, Eric, imagine, say that. They we have needs at those positions. So let's talk about some of the e- end of first round edges. Okay, Tyree Wilson, uh, Jared Verse, uh, Felix Andrade Uzama, uh, Isaiah Foskey, Bijel Jelari. These are all guys that will probably be available when the Seahawks pick with their second pick, barring you know a really great combine that jumps people up the board, or you know a bad combine by Nolan Smith that pushes him down. Um, Andre Carter too. I I mean, I, I, Andre Carter, the second Andre Carter, not two, two. (laughs) 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 So, so, okay. What, what, these guys, these guys that I mentioned, Kevin, I said I ripped off like seven names though. Who's the standout in that group for you?
1: Um, so I kind of lumped these into, uh, edge players that are going to play standing up in our scheme and edge players that are going to play with their hand in their dirt in our scheme. Uh, for hand of the dirt players, I am, uh, really,
0: almost every guy I named is a is like an is like an outside linebacker, except for maybe Wilson. I'd say Tyree right? Wilson,
1: would, Isaiah Foskey. I think would end up playing. You know, he's six five, about two sixty five, two seventy. Um, Andre Carter. He's going to gain weight. He's six seven, two sixty. Like, I don't think that we're going to. Yeah, Foskey. Foskey
0: could end. end up playing interior. You're right. I could see it. Those are four three guys. Like I, I do think that our new system is less. Uh... Anyway, go I ahead, think
1: Tyree continue. Wilson has the size definitely to play in this system and i would like him as a pickup here he's another like uh he's got a really good motor he's got really good size and length um he doesn't have elite bend but he has a really good first step and a really good burst and he knows how to fight through double teams to get to a quarterback he just needs to work on like his hand technique for both rushing the passer and for uh shedding blockers um he's someone i think could develop into a really good pass rusher if I was going to go with anybody who I think plays along the line, I would probably pick him out of that group. If I was going to go for somebody standing up, that's a little harder. I think Jared verse can do everything.
0: Jared verse. I was, dude, I'm so glad. Okay. Jared Verse is the ultimate Pete Carroll guy. Can I tell you why?
1: Go for it. Oh, cause he came zero from a star, small school and everything, right?
0: Zero star recruit yep. <laughs> goes to Albert, goes to the university of Albany and then ends up now he's a red shirt sophomore. So he's not even old. Great. We're not in a, we're not in a, uh in a, uh, What's LJ our slot your receiver's name? Oh, we're not. What's our slot receiver's name?
1: Uh, Eskridge. We're not
0: in a D. Eskridge situation where we got like a forty-five-year-old rookie. So, so yes, he. So he goes to FCS Albany, and now he's he was a six-foot-four, two hundred and five-pound tight end. He converts over to to D end, and now is on the rise. He committed to the Seminoles. Uh, he plays for Florida State. He has elite acceleration. I. I can not express to you enough. He is so fast, not maybe not as fast as Anderson, but that that's, he's right there. He's, he's not like, um, he can, he can get off. And like, he also is pretty strong for the way he's able to, to do. I think
1: he has a good long I think move. Yeah. He, he,
0: he can do like all the stuff you want him to do too. I don't know if it's like, he's learning late, right? He was not a, 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 um, he's not a lifetime defensive end, right? He only has two and a half years of starting experience. Yeah, you could tell edge. when he's
1: stuck in a read and react situation, like when you go at him with a um, with a, yeah. a run pass option or something, he can get stuck a little bit. It takes him a second to process. But I feel like all that does is mean that his floor is as a good situational pass rusher, which B.J. ojalari right now strikes me as basically a situational pass rusher anyway. Jared versus ceiling is as, I don't know, top 10 defensive end.
0: Jared Jared versus ceiling is Brian Burns. Like that's yeah. that he can be Brian he can do the Brian Burns or uh, Marcus Davenport. Like he can be that guy, the elite athlete who uh, is still kind of putting the the tools all together. He has all the tools in the toolbox but he doesn't know how to use all of them and he's
1: Well like Woolen was coming out uh, last year.
0: Like like I mean Verse gets upfield too fast, he overpursue sometimes, but I mean it's cuz he's so quick. Like it's not like he's he's just playing what he's doing, what he knows how to do, he's he's not learned. I th- I would draft verse here, a hundred percent. I'd go defensive interior, defensive end, just slam it. There are good cornerbacks here, though. That's the that's the other thing. I do also you... want to
1: plug uh, interior offensive line here. I like that, Kevin. Um,
0: I would okay. go with Jared which...
1: Verse, but I think if you want to talk about corners, I'll talk about guards. Which 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 guard uh, which guard do you like? Uh, I think there's two guards that I would be willing to spend a pick in the twenties on. Andrew Voorhees out of USC. Uh, 6'6", 325. He's got really good size, a little bit tall in the interior, but he's uh, super strong. He's a nasty finisher. He's a guy that will absolutely just like slam a guy into the dirt. Um, He gets a little bit upright, which makes his leverage not always great, but he's got solid lateral quickness. Um, And what I really like about him is he's one of those guards who knows how to use his hands. So he fires him into the defender's chest and really has a tendency to stand up defenders and like move him around
0: what i really don't like about him is he'll turn 24 before the end of i i don't know it's it's like i knocked him down i'm knocking down people for age now because it is something that is biting us over and over and like he is on the older and i think you could get him at the beginning around two also i think you can get all these interior offensive linemen at the beginning around two which is kind of why i waited i
1: think it's possible you could get him there too uh same with osiris
0: it's Especially at two hundred five.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> right. I keep forgetting it was just... so early in the second round. Man, they messed up bad. <laughs> Especially because uh, Miami doesn't have a first round pick, so the fifth pick is the thirty sixth pick instead of the thirty seventh.
0: Especially at it's two
1: hundred five. Let's run. <laughs> 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 Okay, so then I'll talk about Osiris Torrance when we get to the second round pick.
0: That's a, that's why I was thinking like, is all these, these? There's a couple guards and there's a good center in this draft, Luke Weipler. But like, I think you can get all of those guys. Do you not like Schmitz at, out of Minnesota?
1: uh schmitz is also old he'll be a 24 year old rookie and mm. i feel like he's one of those you plug him in and he is a like he's like if uh um who's the guy at a tcu that we had as a backup center forever
0: i think i think john michael schmitz is gonna be 25 right uh, isn't he like even older yeah, Isn't he graduate? Worse. he'll turn 25
1: he a... during his rookie year yeah um, he's he, he's not like Ber- at 24 he's,
0: he's not like the other guy yeah i was, I was gonna say he He's like a little bit no. he's not okay. He's basically the same age as as uh as the USC guy. Who
1: is the center uh or who is the center that Joey Hunt. Joey Hunt. He's yeah. like if Joey Hunt was actually lineman sized.
0: No, he's he's solid. Like, he's like, fine. I, there's nothing wrong with him. He's good. Yeah, I think he's solid. Okay, cornerbacks. Okay, let's talk about end of first draft cornerbacks. Okay. Do you think Keely Ringo will be gone by the time we pick at twenty one? I don't want him,
1: but yes, probably.
0: He's he's all over the place. But like I I love how big he is. He's got really good size.
1: Um, <laughs> he still him, can't. Him and,
0: him and uh and Woolen, it
1: would be like the his f- hand freaks. technique is not good. Absolute freaks. Yeah, he's he's he, um, he's, he's just okay. like super raw. He's just a straight athlete. Like I do not like spending a first-round pick on that.
0: Okay, would you want to do slot receiver Brian Branch or slot corner, or do you, are you are you good with Kobe in the slot? Like, do you want to move him back outside? Or
1: I'm you, good with Kobe, Kobe in the slot. Uh, I actually think Branch could play safety or slot corner. Um, I think he's a good player.
0: Branch, Branch, I hate to do this, but Branch is a football player. Football <laughs>
1: player Jesse. Uh, how
0: about how about Jalen Jones?
1: Jalen Jones is, uh, really big. Like yeah, he's <laughs> he's got good Kaylee size, Ringo. length, he's Keylee super Ringo. physical. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's but different. I think he actually knows how to play corner a lot more than Keely Ringo does. Uh,
0: okay.
1: he's just maybe not quite as well of an athlete. His size limits his change of direction, but he moves really well and he covers vertical routes really well. I like him. Christian Gonzalez. Uh, Christian Gonzalez, good size and length.
0: Uh, you can't make fun of Oregon players on this podcast. There's some people who will be very angry.
1: His only that. problem <laughs> aside from playing for Oregon is that uh he uses a ton of bail technique. And so he doesn't um, like you never see him press or anything, but it does show you that he can mirror in movement. He understands how to use his arms to redirect or how to shed a blocker to make a play in the run game. Um, I think that he's a pretty complete corner. I like him.
0: And then another big guy, Joey Porter Jr.
1: Uh, I like Joey Porter Jr. a lot. I think Joey Porter is the best mover out of the big guys. Uh, He understands angles really well. uses his length to get to the ball really well um he's willing to press but his press technique needs refinement he's not like very sticky in press um he's super aggressive to the ball and kind of gets there early he's one of a few people where i'm like "Uh, dpi could be a bit of a problem but i really like the tools
0: yeah and then uh, the other guy that i think might be in this range is clark phillips the third but uh he's pretty small and people call him a a cornerback, safety tweener guy. If and
1: Clark I... Phillips slips to the top of the second, I love him. Twenty one okay. <laughs> feels a little rich.
0: Uh, okay, so Jared Verse or Tyree Wilson, Kevin? Uh, Jared. Verse. Or unless you want to go Jalen Jones, I don't. I think Jared Verse.
1: I think I'm I want Jared yeah. Verse. I just think that Jared Verse is I uh, is an impact pass rusher. Like putting him in a rotation with Daryl Taylor and I, uh, uh, and... and uh, I, Boye Mafe. Now, like
0: astute. Astute listeners might've noticed that I named a lot of cornerbacks right there. Right. And this is what I think is going to happen is that some of those guys are not going to make it. They're going to be there at 36 because they just won't get picked. And that's what happened here. Jalen Jones is available. Kevin Christian Gonzalez is available. And at 36, I think both those guys represent pretty great value. Uh, Osiris Torrance is here as well, and I think this is a good spot for him. Luke Weipler is here. Andrew Voorhees is here. This this is where I was going to say, let's go with the – we can go interior offensive line or cornerback because I think that there's just too many cornerbacks that are – none of these cornerbacks really have stood out this season except for Cam Smith, right? Yeah, we, Cam Smith Cam, is the
1: one who put the whole package together.
0: And Cam Smith is just putting together a really good statistical season. He could play his way up or down the board depending on his combine, right? If he has a bad combine – He's gonna be right back in there with everyone else, and then there's like ten guys, and they're all ranging from good to great, yeah, right? You they're didn't just... even
1: mention uh, Garrett Williams or uh, Devin Chris Witherspoon. Abrams Drain. Yeah, exactly. Or Devin
0: Witherspoon. Yeah, or Emmanuel uh, Forbes. Like, there's a bunch. There's just a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys in this cornerbacks in this draft that are worthy of a second round pick. So, okay, Eric, I'm gonna let you make the choice. Are we going interior offensive line here, or you, you uh, do you want to get a you want to get a cornerback and put together? This, if we put defense, 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 we're putting together an all-time defense here, Eric.
2: If you can promise me that we're going to,
0: and we is, got this
2: m- is our draft. If we, you can promise me we're going to go like a guard in the early second. Um, well, this
0: is the early second. That's where we are.
2: We have the middle you, second coming up. Oh here,
0: oh middle second. All right. The question is like, what one thing to look at, think about too is, is that there's still free agency, right? We have. Money. We're gonna spend a lot of it on Gino probably if this is the way our draft goes, if this is the way our board breaks and what we do, we're gonna spend a bunch of money on um on Gino, which is fine. He's gonna cost between twenty five and thirty five million dollars, depending on Uh, how how lucky yeah how lucky we get. Oof. Yeah. Oof. I feel like I don't know. I think we can get away with twenty (laughs) two. I'm I'm crossing my fingers for twenty two boys. Twenty two a year. But there, there are a lot of guards that'll that'll hit free agency this year that range from decent to to fine. That no, no one, no one, I'm crazy about the best. The best way to protect Ken Walker and Geno
2: Smith and whatever schlub we bring in when Geno Smith is kind of phases out is protect our offensive line. I think we could go O line here. I think I think it's the I think it's the wise wise choice. So right, I think we're gonna it's pick on
1: uh, Mark Whipple and. Uh, uh osiris torrance i think is great.
0: Yeah, I, I think we got to get so here's the thing our guards that are currently available are better our guards that we could rfa offer or that we have currently under contract uh but i think torrance is better than luke wepler <laughs> so, i agree so i think he's notably better i think I don't oh, know, osiris, Weipler's torrance, name
1: osiris torrance <laughs> reminds me of uh so basically it's Gabe Jackson, but when he came out before he got worse, mm-hmm. like he's, he's huge. He's like six five, three fifty, 350 And he moved, but he like moves well enough to block linebackers. Like he's, he's a really interesting player. All right. We'll pick, we'll pick, uh, we'll pick Osiris Torrance.
0: I think it's like, think it's a pretty, pretty great pick. Okay. Now we're about, we're at the end of the second round. Uh, You know, just, just uh, there's a bunch of guys. We're gonna we're gonna pick my favorite guy though. Uh, we're gonna pick Henley out of Washington State. Uh, no reason, just playmaker, and I like him, and I want to get an. And he's <laughs> and and they'll give us an F because we did it because they they hate him. Who else is the, who's
1: the, the leather there for corners though? Out of curiosity,
0: the like the best corner available. Mm-hmm. It no one. They, they all got picked. The best the best corner on here is uh, Travius Hodges, Tomlinson. Tomlinson. Okay, who's undersized? Oh, we can get. Good. Devin, Devin Witherspoon,
1: Uh, Devin Witherspoon. I really worry that he completely bases things on being super aggressive. And I think he's going to be like a DPI machine. Uh, I
0: mean, he has the best PFF rating of any cornerback, but yeah, you're right. He, he gets away with a lot. Guys, I I don't,
2: I don't watch a lot of college football. So I'm just keeping up on a bunch of mock drafts as we've been talking. And it's so funny. It's like, it's our draft is exactly how it's going. Also, people have like verse, late in the second and witherspoon early in the first or you know late first round. I just think it's kind mm-hmm. of funny.
1: It's a it's a yeah. weird time for drafts before you get to like March. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. A- another <laughs> it's not even new year,
0: but another thing too is one, all the mock drafts come together as you as you work on them. But two, I think right now we're starting to see something really interesting with the uh with the mock drafts, which is that um there is a lot of there is a lot of players that are like a minus level B plus level talents in this draft. Yes. There is, there is for me, there's like one or there's like three or four A's a pluses, but not that many. I'm not like crazy about anyone for me. It's like, I love Jordan Addison. I love, I love uh, Will Anderson. I love uh, Jalen Carter. I'm not like really crazy. I haven't fallen in love with anyone else yet like there's no other prospect that I'm just like ready to beat the door down for. And then so that for me that means like everyone else could go anywhere. I need to see more. I need to like watch more. I've been watching that much. I've been watching more than usual cuz we have a top 5 pick from the Denver Broncos. Let's ride. But 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 <laughs> but but, but <laughs> I mean that that's the thing. It's like I'm not going I'm not good. I'm not out here like going crazy for it yet. Cuz if we had before if We had two top 10 picks, maybe I'd be Ooh doing something else but yeah
1: before you get ragged on for saying uh diane henley legitimately good linebacker like like i know he you're, may... you're mean picking slightly but also legitimately good linebacker
0: he's good he does everything like, uh
1: is he... drew sand what does you it... get to watch drew sanders Uh uh-uh. drew sanders plays linebacker for arkansas he is he was an edge rusher at bama who transferred to arkansas and plays like stand-up linebacker if... this dude is freakish
0: if we're gonna pick a stand-up linebacker at this position in the draft, I would, I would say Henley's as good. I mean, unless Noah Sewell's available, like I, I would take Drew Sanders
1: over Noah Sewell every day of the week.
0: I mean, I haven't watched enough to to know, but I mean, the stand-up linebacker class is interesting. There's a couple guys that are really good. I like that are really highly regarded, at least, uh, and then it's just like. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's Trenton it's a mystery Simpson box.
1: and Henry to are both like pretty highly regarded, especially Trenton Simpson. Um, I Trenton,
0: Trenton, Simpson is a guy I could see us taking if he's available at the beginning of round two.
1: I could see that. Could, but man, I just really pl- like Drew Sanders.
0: Please, please not Nolan Smith. I just, I just don't want, no.
1: <laughs> what is it you don't like about him so much? Is it because he doesn't fully fit a role?
0: I just what is Nolan Smith? What is Nolan Smith super good at?
1: Uh, nothing. But what is what is Nolan <laughs> Smith super
0: bad at? I I just want a, I want when I watch a player, I want to see him do something super. I told you this before. Okay, fine. I want to see him do something super good. What is for Nolan a 3 Smith do? outside
1: linebacker? He's really good at run uh, at stopping the run. <sighs> I'm, I'm telling you what he's really good at. I didn't say. Uh, I didn't is think does he have excited.
0: Like, Doesn't he have like ten tackles this year or something like? I don't know about all that.
1: I just mean when I watch him stop the run, he's really good at it. He's 18 tackles. But (laughs) he's also 6'3", 235, and his big skill is that he stops the run on the outside. And and
0: he's not playing outside linebacker in the NFL. He's not. I guarantee you that. Unless it's a four three, I guess, but who plays four three anymore? It's twenty twenty two. Like this guy is is an inside linebacker in the NFL,
1: and I don't and, know how he plays inside linebacker because that's so different. Than and like, role. like yeah, and he's just not.
0: I just can't imagine him being that good at it. He doesn't do it.
1: He's like he makes plays on average, but it's I, more like the plays that you want to see an outside linebacker in a three four play make.
0: Yeah, it's, I'm 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 saying he's a plus special teamer. Like I if can't see draft, him making. If you like want to draft a defender. plus. If you want to draft a plus special teamer in the second round, be my guest. I don't want to be that guy. And I see him rising up draft board sometimes. And I'm just like, I don't know what you guys are watching. What? Cause Georgia is one of the teams I've watched the most. Cause they have like five guys that we could recently draft. Yeah. Because basically their
1: entire defense <laughs> is a draftable prospect.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's like I'm, I'm always watching Georgia because it's like, there's so many players I want to see. And yeah, just every re- that guy, I'm like, uh, uh-uh. not, not him. <laughs> anyone, anyone else I'm fine with, not but like this not yeah, it's. Not, I'm not trying to be mean. Like I just, it's just not my guy. It's just not my guy. Uh, like I said, I want to see some guy do something. Someone's gonna email me now and be like, "No one Smith's really good at this," and he's also my cousin. And I'm gonna be like, "Oh, dang it!" Be
1: like, "Are you a Patreon?" No, then I
0: don't care. <laughs> got got, hot, got caught with my hand in the in the cookie jar. Okay, let's have the paying Gino conversation since we already started it. 25 to 35 million. Okay. Um, I'm fine at all of those numbers. By the way, I just want to make that clear. Two seventy. Looking looking at the looking at the NFL contracts for quarterbacks and knowing that the exclusive right the exclusive rights franchise tag is forty five million dollars for one season. I think you have to get him forty-five million dollars guaranteed to get him in the building. And then and the question is how much do we have to add to that to to uh to get him in there for two, right? So I think it's something or in the neighborhood of 70 million. I think it's somewhere 270. Um, it's been great to have him on 800 K like you can't have it been that, but Gino's going to be expensive. Uh, this year he's making three and a half million. He made 800,000 last year. Um, what's the limit? What's the limit? Uh, what gu- guaranteed money or, or, uh, or yearly money? What's the, what's the number would make you react? Like I reacted to the, uh, Will Disley contract last last <laughs> <Once laughs> off season? Eric, what, what's That's the funny. number? Where's it? Where's it at?
2: I don't want more than three years. Um,
0: Dig it. That's, I'm I'm right there with you. I think three is. The it's got to be many. under a hundred million.
2: I I appreciate what Gino's done, but we haven't made the playoffs yet. Okay, we still have a number of games and some. We have some tough games coming up, and Gino has not had a good career outside of college and this year um, he's had opportunities to do to do this season elsewhere and he just hasn't I'm not I'm not throwing dirt on Gino but I'm just saying giving him three like three at 98 395 just seems like too much if he clocks in at like three to 85 I feel like he's giving us a break and also taking a nice trip to the bank.
0: Maybe that's maybe
2: all that's unfair too, and I'm I'm here for it. I'm here to argue with you, or take take the dirt if I need it.
0: I think it a tricky thing we can do is sign him to the non-exclusive franchise tag. Uh, It is thirty million dollars, and we get first-round picks if someone comes and signs him while we have him on the non-exclusive franchise tag. And I would accept multiple first-round picks for Gino. I don't think he's going to leave. I
2: think he's going to say, "Oh no, let's work something out." I think that because of Pete, they had that relationship.
0: I'm thinking for me, the 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 limit of where I would start to be grossed any more than three years and any more than 105 million total dollars. So that's three with 35 per year, and I guarantee like, I would want the guarantees to be under 60, so we'd kind of have it out after the second year. There, uh, that that's where that's where I'm at guarantees around 60 105 total no uh three year three years kind of and then the last year you know we're paying him what it would be like 15 guaranteed or something so that we we could potentially walk away if he is really really not what he's been so far this year uh but kirk kirk cousins getting 35 million dollars a year right now like he's not going under kirk cousins i i could see i could see him going at kirk cousins price but he i think if that's we pretty
1: accurate up, to what he should be priced
0: yeah, and I think that's fair. I think that's I think he's fair. Kirk Cousins,
1: Cousins level quarterback.
0: Yeah, late bloomer, like not really a guy who's going to win you the game by himself, but a guy who can definitely lead a successful winning playoff football team. And if you can put everything together around him, Uh, you can win the Super Bowl with with Kirk Cousins. You can win the Super Bowl with Geno Smith if things are going right.
1: I think you'll like this. I was talking to someone earlier today and I mentioned, like, uh, I think Geno Smith, his quarterback profile has a ceiling similar to, like, a Kirk Cousins. But the difference is, Kirk Cousins makes decisions about his paycheck and Geno Smith makes decisions about his ego. Like, Geno Smith is going to will that throw to get to the end zone. And he's going to, like, like, He's gonna take off and pick up those extra yards because, like, he needs to prove that he can get that first down. Whereas Kirk Cousins could be like, "I don't know, man. If I twist my ankle, I might not get that next one-year contract. I should probably uh, just like hug this out of bounds."
0: Yeah, it's a super unique situation. Um, you you really the thing I want the Seahawks to do is say, "Play the market and bring your best deal back to us. We'll match it," but. That's a dangerous game to play, and it is a little insulting yep. to Gino. And Gino, if you've heard him speak, you know no one thinks Gino is better than Gino Smith.
1: Are you saying he might not write back if we do that?
0: Correct. I think it might be a— <laughs> They wrote me off. A, I ain't write back, though. Yeah. If, if he might think we wrote him off, if we tell him, hey, go get, go get whatever deal you can, and then— I mean, I'd say throw a good offer at him, a nice solid offer that you feel really good about, 390 with 45 million in guarantees or 50 million in guarantees, and then say, hey, if you get a better contract than this, let, let us know. We 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 think this is a fair offer, and it's not like a horrible offer, 390. thats I think all of us would be like fist pumping if we got Gino back for 390, and then – and then say like, hey, you know, go, go look, go look, go tell us what you, what's out there. And then if he comes back, he'll probably come back and say 390 is good, right? He'll, other team, nobody else will give him more. And if someone is willing to pay him like $40 million a year, then we're like, okay, well, have fun, man. Go be the quarterback for the Carol- Carolina Panthers.
1: You know, it's Woo. like, it is, it is what it
0: is. <laughs> like, we can't afford that. So that that's another thing is very few quarterback situations in the NFL right now feel completely unsettled. And the ones that do all have pretty high draft picks next year. Like, what is a what is a situation where the team is has a unsettled quarterback situation and they don't have a high enough draft pick to get one of these three guys we talked about earlier in the podcast?
1: Atlanta. Washington.
0: Atlanta spent a uh, decently high pick on Ritter last year. And don't trust they have him Mar- to
1: play him even though they won't let uh, Marietta throw
0: well they're not is the problem that, will they not let Mariota throw because of Mariota, or is that because of <laughs> Arthur Smith? I mean,
1: it's because of I blank. Throw. Uh I think it's yeah, Arthur I think it's Arthur Smith. One. Uh, let's see. The Rams.
0: Washington is a good one. Washington would be an interesting Geno Smith landing spot. Let him go to the Manders. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That's that is what it is. There's nothing we can do about that. Manders will have a new owner too. Can you imagine a new owner coming in wanting to make a splash by signing Geno Smith?
1: Wait, oh. wait. Team with a bad quarterback situation and not a high draft pick. Broncos. Got him. Ouch. Got him. <laughs> Got him. Bronco-
0: Broncos can sign Geno to be the starter, and then Russ can be the backup. <laughs> time is time is a flat circle. Oh. All right. Let's talk about. Let's talk a little bit about next week's game. Next week, the Seahawks. Oh boy! I, I, I'm that. That is that was too much right there. I don't know if I can can smoothly transition. Seahawks versus, duh. (laughs) So, (laughs) do you think Chris Berman threw out his back when he did that? one?
1: (laughs) No, just aged veteran. It's like being a sword swallower. You can do it, no problem. I need to get back it out of me. Get it
0: back at any time. All right. Las Vegas coming off a huge overtime victory over the Denver Broncos last year in mile high stadium, 22 to 16. Oh, uh, boy, it was like the cri- being funny, the cripple fight from South park. I just, I watched the whole game and uh, I wish I didn't. Uh, the boys at, uh, at Seahawkers today watch along. Uh, I was not able to catch much of it, but I, I just wanted to – I jumped in and I said, you can't call this a watch party because it's Broncos versus Raiders. <laughs> you have to – I said maybe like watch funeral. <laughs> There's nothing party about about this game. Uh, okay, what's what, did the, what does Las Vegas do good? They run the ball, which has been a problem for the Seahawks in recent weeks. I do not think this is a layup matchup like most people do. So far this season, Josh Jacobs is our for. 183 times for 930 yards, he's averaging 5.1 yards per rush. They've looked really good on the ground. They have a threat very threatening number one receiving option in Devontae Adams. And although Derek Carr has not been great, they uh he is completing 62% of his passes and are away. Sorry. Yeah, 62 of his passes, and they're not, he's not horrible. The Raiders are going to be a team that the Seahawks need to put their best foot forward to beat. It's not uh it's not a free win. Like I think a lot of people would say, "Oh, this is this is a free square." The the Las Vegas Raiders are horrible. We're good, um, which I don't disagree with either of those statements. But they're the kind of team that if we come out flat like we did last week against Tampa Bay, they will make our lives more difficult than we expect. The good thing is their defense is effing horrible. I, was about I do say, not. Do you know what their I do. Past
1: defense is ranked in DVOA. I do.
0: I do not understand how Denver only scored 16 points against these guys. This is the worst defense in the in the league. Not close. They are so freaking bad. Their I don't pass understand.
1: defense is, according to DVOA, their pass defense is the worst in the NFL by like a hundred and fifty percent. Like it, like they are so bad at defending the pass. It is not even funny.
0: Yeah, so give the numbers. You got the numbers in front of you. I have them. If you don't, uh, do go you, for do it. Do you want? Okay, so their their passing DVOA is thirty two point five percent, which means that teams that pass against the Las Vegas Raiders have are thirty two percent percent better than the average. The oh. next worst team is Jacksonville at twenty one point eight percent. Yes, they are. They are horrible. They are absolutely terrible. Um, they do have one of the highest variance ratings in the whole league, though, which means that their DVOA f- from game to game fluctuates wildly. That's why I'm saying Las Vegas is not a team you can just take lightly. They're not a free square, even though it might seem like it at first blush. It should be noted, the defense we also is... have
1: a top five passing offense. Yes, like This we, is a really could... good matchup for our offense, but a good matchup for their offense, too.
0: Yeah, so if we can come out and we can put our best foot forward our offensive four, we should be able to boat race them no matter what. What happened? here's what happens in games like this. If we if we play our good game a uh, good game like we should, we score we score on our they we score on our first drive. They run, maybe they kick a field goal. They can't fight finish the drive. Then we score another touchdown. Then they punt. Then we score a field goal and it's 17-3 and now they got to pass a lot. That's when we're now we're and now, we're cru- now we're pin their ears
1: back. Nuosu gets like five pressures in a sack. Um, yep. one of the, the Shelby Harris gets a sack in a Las Vegas revenge game, and suddenly it does turn into a bit of a laugher.
0: We've gotta we've gotta get them off schedule as soon as humanly possible. If we can let Like the if, giant if we let them... but
1: not letting them linger that long.
0: If we can let, yeah, we can't let them, uh, we got to take the initiative in this game. Got to, got to make sure that we don't let them uh, control the pace. The pace has to be our pace, which should be fast in this game. Our pace should be a lot faster than theirs. And that's, that's good. I mean, you know, two long drives, get their defense nice and tired. And then, and then hopefully we can, uh, we can shut them down, get them off schedule penalties or turnovers. However, we can do it. They don't turn the ball over very much actually. So, all right. It's an interesting matchup. I think Styles make fights. This is not a great stylistic matchup for us, even though we're better. So this is a good, good chance for us to come out and and you know we just, we had a bye week. We're coming off the bye. We should come out with a good game plan. I'm I guarantee these guys see what what I see when when I wa- watched it. Um, What's the line yeah. at right now? It's Seahawks minus three and a half. Okay. Yeah, at home, which means that that Vegas thinks we are slightly better than the Raiders. So I don't think. A lot of advanced metrics don't advanced metrics systems other than DVOA don't really love the Seahawks. They think they're a pretty average team. Still, um, I I think we're a little better than that. But All I don't
1: disrespect.
0: I don't know. Like we didn't. We came out super flat against the Bucks and paid for it. Uh, we've lost to teams like the Falcons and the Saints, who now I think most people would say are pretty bad.
1: Apparently, we're just really bad against the NFC South.
0: Yeah, I don't, yeah. Well, I don't get that. That's I don't, bad. We loo- got the
1: Panthers coming up.
0: Yeah, I was say we're gonna lose to the Panthers. Yuck. Oh man, I'm but going if we, to that
1: game. Don't say that.
0: If we win two of our next <laughs> three games, our playoff odds increase to like ninety percent, uh, according to like I went I went in and did the math, and yeah, our playoff odds are super high. If we can win two of three against Raiders at Rams versus Panthers, if we can get out of that stretch with two wins, doesn't really matter what we do the rest of the season. Although the Jets are imploding, the 49ers game should be good. We've improved a lot since the first time we faced them, and uh, the last Rams game at home. Hopefully, we don't have anything to play for anymore. Which we've already wrapped up a nice uh, division championship, and we just so, won by three. Yeah, we beat them anyway. Exactly. I want to beat the Rams. I'm, I'm, I, I'm so tired. We have two games against the Rams, and I'm just going to say I really want to beat the brakes off the Rams in both those games because it has been annoying how good they've been against us lately. And I just want to, I just want to just crush them. Just make Errol, I want I want Aaron Donald to be wearing his helmet attacking our players on the sideline after the game. Um, <laughs> what a little. I hate that guy. OK. Uh, <laughs> dude, the the Thursday games too. They, we got two bangers on, on, the, on the on the on Thanksgiving. Yeah, the Thursday first the one sucks. Bills out lions. Don't care. That's whoa, whoa, bad. Whoa, that is going to be
1: uh, resurgent. Exciting. Lions, thank you very much.
0: Oh God! our right, here we
1: also,
2: go. Also, they're are doing you, a tribute you, to John you, Madden, hey, which means hey. you're going to see a bunch of clips of turkeys they with six beat legs. They just be like
1: playoff team. Yeah. yeah,
0: sure. They they won two straight road games against pretty good competition. I'm not going to like bash them for that, but the Giants playing from behind is the worst team in football. <laughs> like the Giants playing from ahead are are fine. They're like competent borderline playoff team. But the Giants you don't playing feel from like Danny behind, Danny Dimes
1: big. when everyone knows the throw is coming. That. <laughs> yeah, that's he,
0: he. He threw two interceptions for me. He's bad. He's so bad when they're behind. They, so I don't. I don't like the Lions. No, I think they're going to lose like three straight games. I think they'll lose to the Jaguars at home too. I. There's going to be a lot of narrative if they win this game against the Bills. Boy, there's going to be a lot of narrative around Dan Campbell. But Giants Cowboys should be awesome. that should be fun. Uh, Cowboys look really really good. I'm yeah out of very, nowhere. Very scary. I, mean, I don't know where back. they're seven and three. They're seven and, and three, got, but and they, they got Dak.
2: They didn't start strong because of Dak and Ezekiel Elliott's still bad.
0: And they did lose that game against the Packers they in overtime. So right may, it's true. And then Patriots Vikings. Patriots came back last week. Looked pretty solid. That should be a. That game too.
1: Okay. was like watching a dog eat in reverse. That was like the worst game. It was never on, it was never,
0: it was never on red zone. So I didn't see much of it. That's
1: exactly right.
0: (laughs) You didn't have, didn't, didn't really, it wasn't really super exposed. You know, a game sucks
1: when the refs don't want to call penalty just because they don't want to watch more game.
0: Yeah. Oh, don't blame him for that. Okay.
1: These guys play Kevin. All right.
0: Raiders back to, back to Raiders Seahawks though. I know we talked about Thanksgiving, uh, Raiders Seahawks. uh Seahawks 31. Raiders 20. Eric, what do you think? Seahawks 26.
2: Raiders 12. I'm uh, I'm calling my first big Seahawks blow out of the season.
0: It's gotta be a this blow. week. I called a blowout last week and then I had depression at the end of the first half. That's the I, thing. I, I even said I even said in the podcast so I said I'm getting way too confident. I, I'm gonna knock down a peg this week. And I, I, I felt I that right.
2: this this one though, that I don't believe in the Raiders and if we don't win this game, could be curtains, boys. It could be curtains.
0: It's tough. If we lose this game, that we might be the uh, the, the tide might be turning against us in terms of uh division champs for sure.
1: Uh, I think we're going to have one of those, like, kind of salted away second halves. And they'll kind of score at the end to make it look a little bit closer. Uh, 27-21 Seattle. All
0: right. And do you – okay, San Francisco versus us. Do you favor – we're tied, obviously. They're on a three-game win streak. They're playing super hot. They've been one of the best teams in football the last three weeks. Um, Is this this our division to lose still, or do you think that the – 49ers have uh have kind of taken the initiative now it's their theirs to lose.
2: Uh, I think, Eric, it's, think I think it's theirs to lose. Uh, I think they're better than us. I hate saying that. You guys know that. You guys know how much I hate talking good things about the 49ers. But they added Christian McCaffrey. They have a a true game manager uh, at quarterback who is not going to screw it up like uh, their Eat- rookie.
0: Enormous jump by them in DVOA this week too. That last that last week win was very. Now it wasn't just impressive from like a watching the game standpoint for them to beat Arizona like that. It was also just impressive from like an advanced metrics. They they just looked awesome. And seeing in Mex- how like in Mexico City, you know.
2: I know, I know, and uh, Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey seem to be working well together. It's it's not looking good for that game that we have coming up against them.
1: I think Week 15 it, the, decides the division. Okay. That's the pivot game. If we beat them, I think we take the division. If we lose to them, I think we lose the division by a game.
0: I think they have the momentum right now, but we could easily take it back with a win uh in our in that first meeting or the next schedules meeting
1: Cuz I think Miami should beat them. Easy.
0: I think their schedule is like ours. They have one game that's really really hard. Going to be it's really hard to see how they win it. Their that game against Miami. I don't know, maybe maybe I'm overrating Miami, but I Miami's just looked awesome lately and so i think that's a really tough game for them we have a really tough game kansas city that's probably going to be similarly as difficult yeah
2: but then they have the cardinals again they still have the raiders they have the commanders um buccaneers might be the other game on the schedule that might be tough for them if they keep playing better and then they have the saints this week so they have two games that i'm circling is like ooh, that might be tough for them not counting
1: us just uh just something to thing about but if they win both of those games uh, but if they if they lose both those games and beat us, then uh they would still win it on tiebreakers. Yeah. So like yeah. yeah. So I, I yeah. We
0: have we have to beat them. We have to beat them in that game. That game is supremely important. Yeah, it's so game. hard
1: to win a division against a team you lose to twice. Like that's just that's devastating. Right, well. Cardinals. <laughs> Kevin, what's yeah, your pick any... for the game?
0: Oh yeah, Kevin, go go. Oh,
1: I uh, I gave twenty-seven uh, twenty-one Seattle.
0: All right, cool. thanks to everyone who supports the show. Patreon.com/Seahawks Nest, Emmanuel, Andy, Brett, Cooper, Do-It-All for the Tucci, Evan, Phloctomus, Gavin, Greta, James, Joss, Joshua, Lucas, Rad Dad, Nikki, C, Ryan, Timothy, Tom, Astro, Blake, Bob, Casey, David, Foles, Jay, Michelle, Mike, Mike, Richard, Thomas, Warwolf, Brandon, Nick, everyone else who supports the show. Thank you guys. All right, uh, so there's a movie we're going to talk about today, and it has been said that the less you know about this movie going into it, the better. Now I know everyone's probably expecting like a Thanksgiving uh, like a Thanksgiving bread ranking or something like that. So just to make the people happy, really quick. What's the best Thanksgiving bread? And if you have not seen the movie Barbarian, turn the podcast off after we talk about Thanksgiving bread. All right, Eric, what's your favorite Thanksgiving bread? Go. Rolls roll fresh, just like the like the like the, fresh like the rolls like the, man like the like the roads rolls like the ones you defrost from the freezer or
2: no or, no no! Oh. i want fresh baked rolls and they don't have to be by you or a friend it can be like uh what trader joe's brand new whatever whatever store you go to is fresh baked rolls but okay uh my my wife makes my wife she makes her a my wife oatmeal rolls
0: and uh those mm, are pretty tasty all right i'm all about i like parker house rolls i like popovers uh, I'm gonna say Parker House rolls number one though. Those are those are my favorites. All right, uh,
1: all good choices. Kay. I love a good yeast roll, but I'm gonna go with uh, milk bread. Milk bread rolls milk are bread. really good.
0: All right, there there you go. Um, have I mean you know Parker House rolls are made with milk, right? Yeah. I think, uh, you, should, you should. I was gonna say these. We were on the same. Sounds like the good. Milk rolls right. are winning. Yeah. Um, yeah well, thinking, like, I think like
1: milk bread, but like really all of them are good.
0: The thing about Parker House rolls that I think well you. Is the, all the butter that's in them, you know, like it's just like a stupid amount of butter in the recipe, which is what every good baking recipe should feature. Let's be honest. I mean, okay. Way too
1: much butter is a definite way. It's like it's it's just pressing the <laughs> win button over and over again. Just like tap smash that dopamine button. Yes.
0: Yeah, so uh, all right. So the like I said, we're doing the movie Barbarian today. And I've heard that the less you know about this movie, the better and because of that, I'm going to... I've not oh. actually seen this movie, and my wife has. I've talked to her a little bit about it, but not like spoilery stuff, just like kind of vibe stuff. So I'll tell you, according to my wife, this movie is excellently shot, and you never know what's going to happen next. So uh, take, take... Bake them away, toys.
2: <laughs> okay, um, that's... That's the best yeah, way I to put this. Uh, <laughs> do what the boy said. Uh, Yeah, I thought this movie was going to be... And again, turn this off if you haven't seen the movie. I thought this movie was going to be a movie about a woman that goes into an Airbnb that's double booked and the other guy the, the other person that's booked it is a guy who's a psycho. Man, they really set the trailer up well for that, don't they? Yeah, and I I didn't want to see it. Like Nathan every week was like, "Have you guys watched Barbarian yet? Eric, you watch Barbarian?" I'm like, "No," which I, I thought you'd seen it, well,
0: It was the spook it was the spooky movie like the it was like the it spooky movie around Halloween. Like it was like the like the trendy, like hipstery... Yeah, because it, you know, it hit HBO movie. Max
1: and everyone went and saw it.
0: Right. It, yeah. it, it, hit, it hit streaming. And so I was like, oh, this is the this is kind of the hipster horror fun. You know, the, uh, the It Follows of this year. So I was like, have you guys seen it? This seems like something you'd like, you know.
2: Well, now, I mean, it seems like the horror movie genre is more like, you know, I don't know. Man against woman. Uh, someone's trapped and they have to escape sort of thing. Um, um, this movie... Goes in so many different directions, so many different times, unexpected. I I have not enjoyed a movie this much in a long time. Like I'm not saying like what would you rate it? Watching it again probably wouldn't be that great, but the first time I was genuinely like smiling and going,
0: oh that's awesome! Oh what that's crazy!
2: I don't know what I don't know what you thought about it, Kevin.
1: Uh, I really thought there was a lot to like about it. Like you said, it was one of those. It starts off with one of those, um, this begins like a Hallmark rom-com, except there's this dark edge that tells you something's going to happen, and the way the trailer's set up and everything, you think it's going to be uh, like trapped in the house, and they do a really good job of doing a very slow reveal on information. To where you get something setting it up to make you wary of the uh, of the other guest. Yeah. The We're other thing. Sh- oh, Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm... No, go ahead, Kevin. The other thing this movie does is it uses time skips as a way of keeping the narrative um, moving, mm-hmm. and so it'll jump back or jump forward in time to give you a piece of the story at a time that feels right for when you're ready for that information. But it does it in a way that is, um, it's like slightly jarring, but in a good way, it kind of gives you a second to like snap back and think about what's going on. Mm -hmm. It really plays into the mystery in itself. And okay, so to go like full spoilers, I was not expecting this movie to turn into The Descent.
2: Yes. Within the first 20 minutes, (laughs) you go from Airbnb to Strangers is... Is the twist that she's the psycho to they go down to the basement and there's a secret passageway. And the room and with the dirty mattress and everything, the dirty mattress and the camera was like, OK, he's a creep. And then you find that he's like, ah, oh, what is this? It's like, man, don't fall for it, girl. Get out of there. Right? Um, She's at
1: the top of the stairs, and she won't go down, and it's that I, it, perfect I, horror movie, everyone's screaming at the screen type moment. It, it was the uh, enjoyably the most implausible movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it just, it went a lot of different directions, and what I really liked was, uh, it had a lot of moments that were kind of like jump scares, except it telegraphed it just enough where, like, it was still a shocking moment, and it was still very sudden. Were they but like then, jump twists, Kevin? Right. That's what and I then call them. Yeah. The other piece is it lets that like it lets that shock factor hang out on the screen long enough for you to really digest it. So it's not just like a there and gone scare. It turns into like a shock ambiance scare, which is really clever.
2: Yeah. It's uh I mean after after the reveal of what is in that house, it immediately goes into a, a time skip. With quick characterization, which this game, this game, this movie is really good at kind of giving you uh, a very brief, quick, but um, hearty characterization of everyone in the movie. They don't give you too much.
1: They don't give you too little. Uh, Should I care about this person just enough? Sure. Is this person as big of a creep as it seems like? Oh, yep, definitely they are. Yeah. And the way that, like, establishing somebody's character over a phone call while they're driving. Establishing somebody's character over how they approach a situation is really, like you said, it's clever. It's well done. It creates these relatable moments where in your head you're like, oh, this person's like this. But then the other thing is like the social commentary in this movie, the commentary about absentee Airbnb owners and how who knows what's (laughs) happening in the place that you're not in or about like selfishness or about urban decay or about like the dangers of rooting your life and mo- like there's so many relatively someone, scary some, things.
0: Someone joked that this was a, this was a movie about all the problems that started with Ronald Reagan.
1: I mean, it's <laughs> true though. Like, <laughs> like this movie is about like uh Reaganism gone wrong in so many ways. The movie, like even down to what created the situation with the horrors downstairs.
2: Yeah. And that time, time skipping back uh, time, jumping to, how that unfolded that was like a slow burn uh starring uh i don't know his name but uh one of my favorite character actors uh played joe chill in batman begins he's in barbarian <laughs> he's in the new uh, monsters movie um talking
0: about are you talking about bill skarsgård
2: no 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 uh i'll i'll find him the guy um, who
1: plays the serial killer yeah uh, I mean, the I
2: serial know. the serial um rapist. I mean, I mean he's I know,
1: clearly a serial killer.
0: <laughs> I know Bill Sarsgaard is in this movie though, and yeah, uh, Bill Sarsgaard, Sarsgaard, is good Richard in his bit part. Richard Brake. Yes. He's All right, Rich, Richard Brake is so creepy looking. Yes. yes.
2: And he's such a good character. Actor. He was in Everything a, he's uh, in. Twin Peaks, right? I think he was
0: Kevin. He's in He's in Spy. I know that. Yes. There you go. That's <laughs> and I know every actor who was in SPY. He's in every <laughs> Rob Zombie movie. I know that.
1: But that's the thing <laughs> is this movie, like the attention to detail um, it's really well shot. Uh, it's really well sequenced. The pacing is really strong. It manages to be an ambiance horror movie without ever really feeling slow. Um, there's a lot of things that sort of get set down in one scene and pick back up in another in a way that like lets you feel like you're connecting puzzle pieces like a good mystery movie. This is just a really, really clever movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, like right. like we said, uh, big big. I'm still avoiding specifics and... because if somebody's listening, I really want no, them to experience some of it. just
0: be specific. Who cares? Uh, okay, fine.
1: When the uh, homeless guy gets killed, when she That's... bursts through the wall like the friggin' Kool Aid Man, like <laughs> because I did it's so funny. that coming. Well, and it's <laughs> or when the creep throws no, right right, her right before off that of the water fountain.
2: Kevin, Kevin, right before that happens. Yeah,
1: but he's like never came this far up in thirty yeah, years. Yeah, how do you
2: yes how do you how do you know we're safe here? Oh, she never comes in here. It's been thirty one years and then Kool-Aid Man. And then I laughed so hard at about movie. it.
1: And then it's basically the uh uh the meth equivalent of deep blue sea happens.
2: Like, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was such a, it was it's such a surreal scene.
2: Or, uh, the mother is played by a man. Uh, sadly, that uh, that uh, nudity that is uh, that is a suit. Guys, don't get excited. Ugh. Uh, anyway, <laughs>
1: <All right. laughs> uh, the whole thing with yeah. the, the breastfeeding video and like how oh that becomes gosh. so creepy. I that was yeah. immediately creepy yeah oh, yeah uh,
0: check all right so check out barbarian thumbs up from the the seahawks nest right all right yes yep i'll probably watch it i'll probably watch it like tomorrow now and then uh and then that way i can talk about it with everyone on the discord so for eric for kevin we will uh, see y'all next week and uh go hot